I'm Scott Blakeman getting through this in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm Tom Saunders in Los Angeles. At Tommy's suggestion, I watched a short documentary on YouTube called A Building, which depicts a day in the life of a distinctly American skyscraper, the Prudential Building in Chicago in 1976. It was directed by David Hoffman, who introduces the film saying, I'm David Hoffman, filmmaker, at which point he points to his baseball cap, which says David Hoffman, filmmaker. And it gets even better after that. A skyscraper must be tall, every inch of it tall. The force and power of altitude must be in it. It must be a proud and soaring thing, rising without a single descending line. Chicago architect Louis Sullivan said that back in the 1880s, when the very idea of a skyscraper was brand new. Scotty, mm. this is indeed an important documentary that has been overlooked for too long. Uh, and what a great, great announcer, Scotty. Oh, incredible. And, um, you know, uh, it's stirring. Uh, I, I, I think we can recommend this to our listeners because it, it well, you hear it, you hear it uh, in the voice, but of course you see it in the great grand visualization of, Chica of the of Chicago skyline. Now, Scotty, contrast that to another documentary I've been watching on YouTube. Uh, and this is a documentary uh, from WTTW in Chicago, we were talking about the Chicago uh, stations. That's the PBS station in Chicago, Channel 11. And this is uh, about music, rock and roll music in Chicago in the 1960s. I lived in, in the Chicagoland area, as we say. Uh, at that, I lived there at that time. And I was aware of some of the bands, but I didn't realize Chicago had so many bands. Shadow of Night, the New Ides of March, Buckingham's, Cry and Shames, and of course, leading up to the greatest group, uh, uh, Chicago group of all, Chicago. One slight caveat, WTTW, Public TV in Chicago, proved, well, proved that you can have a speaking style like this, and still you get to narrate what should have been a much more thrilling documentary. The Buckinghams and other new Chicago area groups were about to gain a national stage with the help of local radio. WLS had dominated the ratings for young listeners since 1960. Its weekly list of best-selling records, the Silver Dollar Survey, was the official scorecard of top 40 hits. Mm. All right. Yeah. Now, Scotty, let's return to, th <laughs> to this guy. Now there are thousands of skyscrapers. Among them the Prudential Building in Chicago, a typical American office building filled with typical American office workers. Okay. Now that is quite a different... Uh, I rest yes, well, my case. Of course, there's the grand music of this of, of the building, this guy adds to it, but certainly the announcer in a building uh, builds to the, the gravity of the situation. The other person is serviceable, but he does, to me, almost sounds like the music documentary, the producer, just have the producer just do it until we get the voiceover guy. <laughs> And yeah. uh, just kind of uh, fill in. He's fine. He, real voice yeah, he speaks, time. he enunciates, he says it, but mm -hmm. there's no, I, you know, Chicago. Could you believe it? And uh, so announcers are so important. And, and uh, 
both those documentaries, though, as you say, are fascinating in their own way, but the voiceover only in a building. Voiceover, yeah. Scotty. It's all about the voiceover. Yeah. Um, I, I truly appreciate uh, the, um, the excitement that a voice can convey. Uh, if, 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 when you hear this guy, let's see if we can even hear him. But in 1965, WCFL radio switched to a top 40 format. Now, there were two 50,000-watt AM stations battling for rock fans. Okay. It, it, it's, it's his, it, it's his range. Now there were two top 40 stations battling for rock fans. Yeah, it doesn't create the excitement. You know? He's not uh, adding to it. What I have to say to Tommy, uh, that what we've, you know, we've glossed over one important fact. What we've done, this technology, our loyal listeners will know uh, that this has never been done before, ever been done anyway. The never. use of taking voice from another medium and playing it live on the podcast. This is the early days of television. Edward R. Murrow, that broadcast, which I saw where he's going, we have reporters around the world live via satellite in San Francisco. What's it like there, Jim? Well, I'm here in San Francisco. <laughs> and that's it. Well, I'm here in San Francisco. And he just stood there. That was it. So yeah. this is incredible. Again, people just tuning in, I think, oh, are these sound experts who pluck uh, audio and they use it throughout? No, this is the first time it's been done. I give you all the credit, Tommy, for figuring it out and uh, keeping within the laws of, uh, you know, public domain and all that. Yeah, well, you know, um, and all that, that's the that's the tough part. The public domain (laughs) laws, not a problem, but it's the all that it's, you know, it's that little those three little words and all that. Yeah, that's where that's where I really earn my yeah. paycheck, um, which uh, I, I haven't received. But when I get it, I will have re- I will certainly have oh, earned yeah. it. Uh, all of that. Also, uh, uh, um, I have uh, what happened. What you heard just now was actually two different um, mediums had two different electronic mediums, one a laptop and the other an iPad, wow. uh, both <laughs> we used to say tuned in to uh, the amazing YouTube uh, service, so that uh, which is this incredible repository of old documentaries, and um, and you can really learn what which ones are better than which, and and which. But you really need you the do voice, that, Scotty. You got to but have Tommy, the voice. I... You got to have that 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 the the, the sense of yeah. Power. And it doesn't have to be the, the same of... kind of way. It doesn't you know what what was right for a skyscraper wouldn't necessarily be right for the muse documentary, but it should be something with some flair. Let me just add, by the way, what you used just now a laptop and an iPad to create this incredibly complicated endeavor where you extracted audio from other mediums and then played it. I I can't figure it out. But Tom, the laptop yeah. in 1976 and the iPad did not exist. So, I mean, this is incredible. We're doing time travel in a way. You're letting the time, the iPad and the laptop be available in 1976 to those average American office workers. Who wants (laughs) to be an average American (laughs) office worker? I would be a little depressed with that. But no. (laughs) Well, the the documentary, which I I still haven't even made my way through it in, in its entirety, is fascinating, though, because the one about the building. Well, both documentaries are about a great topic yeah. right one is about a, a, a just taking a single office building when i grew up in, in the chicagoland area in libertyville i know uh a, a far north suburb yes. scotty 
a mere hour by a commuter train, local commuter train. So it, yes, it is a suburb. And, but it has a bucolic flair. But we had the Chicago TV stations and the Chicago radio stations, right? Both of those are, are And great stations. Here. I remember being out there in the 70s. Yes. Uh, I, I used to listen to, um, well, of course, it was uh, Larry Lujak on WCFL, which I think stood for Chicago Federation of Labor. Uh, yes. And you knew about the others. I used to listen to, uh, I forgot, something. Uh, it was in Oak Park, but they would say, W something something Oak Park Chicago, and Oak Park isn't yeah, Chicago. Which is strange. They would say that just yeah. to, two different yeah. as if Oak Park, yeah. part of Chicago, is not at the suburb where Frank Lloyd Wright uh, has many many but, uh, wonderful homes. Yes, it's in uh, 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 quite a architecturally significant suburb, Oak Park. But you talk about uh, the other thing about uh, when I was growing up, what I was going for was the at that time the skyline of Chicago, while impressive um, by world standards was far less so than it is now. And, and the tallest building was the Prudential building. That was the building that is in oh, this documentary. You can look, go so on YouTube and study Tower, the then. Prudential. That was way before the, before the John, John Hancock. Wow. Wow. Uh, 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 so it was, um, that was the tallest building outside of New York, I think. And, at that time and it was 52 stories tall something like that and um about half the the size of the uh, the, the height of the empire state wow. building i think not that you know i mean but amazing all the things that go on these these steam how they have to keep this the 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 uh steam system going down in the basement these massive boilers and yeah incredible uh, and then just look at the outfits of course 1976 chicago i was that was my last year at northwestern i remember that well and the sideburns and the big collared shirts and the and that was the time, yes the poofy yeah sleeves. and that was the time where i have to say i do think there was a different even though fashion was that way almost everywhere in those days chicago they it did look different they did dress differently uh, than New York. Now, I think you go everywhere in the country and it's, there's a sameness, I think. But, but then, and there were some great characters right. in it too. And the accents, of course, are great. Well, Chicago at that, uh, in the 60s, in the 1960s, had a style of a hat that was kind of a, the Sam Giancana <laughs> little, little kind of uh, pork pie hat, kind of, not exactly pork pie, but like a small brimmed version of the, of the Al Capone hat, but small brimmed. And that was a Chicago look. Then there became this, Scotty, this is so fascinating because I remember my father wore a Russian um, fur hat, uh -huh. right? That, that Russians wore. And I thought, oh my God. But that was, that was fashionable in Chicago among men in the well, winter. We needed it too for those These frigid Russian Chicago winters. For the frigid Chicago winter. So interesting, the idea of Chicago style uh, being somewhat different from At New that York time style. in the winter. That's all I got. Yeah, but now, for that, but guy, now again, yeah. if we did that documentary you today, you know more about in it 2020. Uh, you wouldn't notice the difference. The women just as stylish. But let me say my favorite part of this documentary. It's only about eight, eight minutes. And first of all, David Hoffman, he has the heavy New York accent. He says, I was asked to do. They just call me do a day in the life of a skyscraper. But he literally says, David Hoffman, film, and he's, who wears a cap that says who you are anyway. But he did. His, his name was on, on his, his hat, hat and filmmaker. And he says, I'm David, I'm filmmaker. And he points to the cap and he points yeah. his hat and it says David filmmaker, Hoffman, which I, filmmaker. you know, I love that. 
Uh, I guess it's appreciated, yeah. Scotty. But, well, that's the question. Would you go around with a hat that said Scott Blakeman, funny man? No, first of all, it would be such small print that I don't know if anyone could even read it. <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, I don't even, yeah, I would, no. I, no you wouldn't I would, do it, but you appreciate it when somebody else. It. David often seems like he's uh, got real vim and verve and vigor, and, and he's uh, seems like an entertaining guy. And it was a wonderful Phil, my favorite part, because these are actual, as they said, average American workers. There's a scene, and it's, it actually is very good, almost like Fred Wise. Average American office, office worker. Workers. And by the way, I don't need, need not to point out the contrast between then and now, where the at-home uh, ethos has replaced the work. It almost seems so quaint in 100 years ago, seeing people packed into a skyscraper and scurrying about carefree. I was so nostalgic for that. You're like, <laughs> hey, you that's know, a- uh, Let's get yeah. on the elevator. Get room for one more. You know, hundred people in the elevator, and uh, they had that Chicago look. <laughs> room for one more. Yeah. No, you're right. That's absolutely true. So it actually has relevance to uh, to our time. Yeah. To these these uh, troubled um, times in which we live. I'm trying to think of a new way. Well, of that was the time it, of no limits. Literally, the skyscraper, no limits, and. Uh, you know, in America, and, and they showed computers, 1976, and com- now, they say someday half the businesses will have computers, and it was the old style, you know. The, with, with the reel-to-reel uh, type of computers. Yeah, and they and had... Bu- buttons that light up big. Well, they had the early big. ones. I mean, they didn't have desktop. They did have that, but it was that. the old one where you have, like, the gold type against the green screen, and, and uh, very early on. Oh, so it was very modern. For well, yeah, they said someday half will have computers. But my favorite part was they're showing people at the cafeteria. And, you know, one of the great documentarians is Fred Wiseman, the, the greatest. And he's known for just sort of being a fly in the wall. And people and, they, and this David Hoffman, to his credit, his cap notwithstanding, uh, managed to accomplish that because he had these workers online. And one woman uh, sees that this guy's getting coffee and she says, uh, you know, uh, you usually don't get coffee, do you? Uh, no. <laughs> and she says, wild night. And then he replies in a great Midwest way. I should say so. No, no one says that now. That, that's, you would <laughs> never say, say that. So. Maybe in New York they wouldn't have said 1976. But in Chicago, <laughs> I should say so. And he's like a guy in his 20s. And she goes, you know, we should cue that well, I love it. But I think it's funnier that, that you describe it. Uh, but uh, and, and but that's uh, <laughs> uh, that's a guy who is aware that the camera is on. I, I guess, and or uh, I think he spoke that way. And her reply was great. She said, "He says I should say so." And she goes, "On a Monday?" So like he's out partying on a Monday. And I just love that Monday. Yeah, because who does that? That's just not right. done. Nobody. No, he's on Rush Street. No, on not a in Monday, Chicago Monday. in nineteen seventy. Yeah, no, you're not partying. Um, you know, so it. Uh, but it yeah. was really just well. It is time travel, yeah. Scotty, and and we are in tepid. Uh, in tepid is that a word? I was going to say intrepid. Well, you could be in tepid water. Not in tepid, tepid uh, which, something. Yeah, tepid waters. But in tepid means waters that are not tepid. So, yeah. uh, like intemperate is the opposite of temperate. Thankfully, so yeah. anyway, the point being, Scotty, uh, the point being that. We, uh, uh, YouTube is an in, in, uh, is a truly astonishing uh, means of time travel, yep. and uh, and we advocate that. And 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 plus, it's the type of time travel. It's the good type of time travel. There's the type of time travel that you go back in time 
physically and you might actually upset the whole uh you know history right, going forward things. by changing yeah. something we don't recommend no no that. that's complicated and, and so, yeah yeah and there'll always be that one right. guy saying you can't problematic he say, he'll say you can't change fate that's so in the comic books they always had that which you really can't because <laughs> uh, but you know but it's nice to go back and try i guess but right right no well that's the thing if you if you're uh, and, and if we don't have time machines yet now I've I've often talked about uh, in there's a um, I almost built I don't I didn't really want to talk about this Scotty but I guess since you pulled it out of me just now um, it's not something I'm you know it's something I'm kind of proud about and not too proud about um, I actually did build a time machine that where you could go back in time not just viewing time on a oh, YouTube. Wow. Uh, screen but uh and how it and and had a um what i'm most proud about it is that it's the most comfortable time machine it's got it had a kind of a lazy boy oh. type of seating system that you could recline and it also it, yeah and you don't yeah, expect you to have this comfortable seating on a time machine. Lots of yeah that's, you know you don't get that on time machines no no and and nobody even thinks about that they're just trying to so the only thing it didn't have is the mechanism that actually took you back into time but uh uh but again it had um cup holders <laughs> that were just like super super convenient more than one uh wow. a, a fold down tray for you know snacks and really that it, it, the only thing that's keeping it from you know being a, like the next tesla is the fact that i still haven't got the mecha mechanism whatever you want to call it that makes it yeah. Like literally go back. Well, I will look. I mean, that's, that's the only thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, well, I'm just ahead, saying, you know, people have to be sticklers about that. I mean, you've really got a time machine with great seating, pure Luke's, you know, leg room. I don't think they have that. Yeah, all you're saying, loads yeah, of I mean, leg room. Negative and go, hey, it doesn't even go back in time. What I'm saying is, you've got a comfortable time machine, and yeah, you haven't gotten to the part where it actually the time travels yet. No, and and that's why, like, I was thinking going on Shark Tank. <laughs> You know, and and hey, I got a time machine. All I need is an investment to make the you know hire the scientists to make the you know the. But I I should say I I have built into the time machine the compartment where that part of the time machine will go once they you know perfect. Yeah, so you've laid it all out right? for them. It's so, really just a simple. Thing. Yeah, it's totally yeah. totally laid yeah. it all out for them, Scotty. Um, I'm, I even put in a knob. It doesn't connect anything, but that would be the thing that you would turn to whichever year oh, you yeah. wanted. I, I mean, it's it's pretty much. Oh, you there. basically gave it uh, gave it to them. They just have to, you know, whatever it is. They put the couple of the things. You know, I don't know the exact terminology, but you've done so much. And again, uh, we're plus positive. There'll be people say, "Can you believe that? It doesn't even work." No, it works beautifully. It just needs a couple of more parts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 the people that go, do you believe that? Yeah, these are people. These are yeah. goons. You can just tell by. Oh their yeah, voice, they're not. Scotty. They don't. They're not believers. They don't think anything as good as possible. Not, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're naysayers, yeah. and and uh, uh, you know that's the type of thing you're. All, or else the people who say, "Oh, that's Tom's folly," <laughs> right now, these are people that have never learned that whenever you say somebody's folly, it always turns out to be great. Like. <laughs> Like Seward's folly turned out to be the Alaskan yeah. purchase. 
right? And then um, uh, who's the guy who did the Fulton's Volley? That was the steamboat. Yeah, that's a great that point. Be quite uh, a- unlike the Joe Allen's Wall, where there are posters of Broadway flops that le- legitimately are flops, uh, the Follies were never the Follies were great successes. Yes, anybody who said, "Oh, that's a folly." Yeah. Always looked ridiculous uh, because it always worked out being a huge, being Alaska, the Alaskan purchase or the Louisiana purchase or something, you know, the light bulb. That's Edison's folly. And, <laughs> and, and uh, Benjamin and, Franklin uh, probably in those people. Kite or whatever. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Yes, of course. And and so you would think people would learn. But, but, but the other thing is I'm hoping somebody will say that this time machine is tom saunders folly and that'll that'll seal the deal and then i should get the funding i need <laughs> oh then you're in to, yeah then you've got it yeah, i think that should be everybody's goal is to get be called what you're doing folly and then you're in i mean you're yeah. a big success yes uh you know yeah. that's what a great point and uh but right. tommy i think that well again um good luck on the time machine and again it's basically there and it really it's basically you've done the there. hard stuff it's, already and you get it some science yeah the hard you know. and, and, Right, and and it's it, oh, and it looks the design also. It's it ooh, it is, you know. You compare that with the the time machine in the the uh, nineteen sixty three movie H. Uh, G. Wells, oh, the yeah. time machine. There's no. Oh no, that one you wouldn't want to sit in mine. for a minute, it, and much less no. go back hundreds of years. And you know, people don't <laughs> stress this enough. You're going back. Look, I'm going a bus for twenty minutes. That's that hard seat, very uncomfortable. If you're going back hundreds of years, a thousand, whatever it is, hundreds of years. you know, you got to be comfortable. Otherwise, yeah. the first thing you say is when yeah. you get off at 1738, like, oh, my back <laughs> is killing me and my leg is kind of <laughs> stiff. And they go, why are you speaking that way? And, and then, you know, it's not a good first impression is my point, you know. Yeah, no. no, you're just complaining yeah. about the trip and, and they don't even want, they don't no, even know who and, you are and, you, and, you're, and you're just entitled time and they go oh traveler. somebody from 2020 you give everybody from 2020 a bad rap <laughs> so i i well you came up with tommy make it a comfortable ride that's everything that's very everything. comfortable they'll yeah. work out the time travel very part. i mean that's something you know yeah yeah and and um and even like reading lamps and stuff like that um and and loads of luggage space this is another th- yeah. thing people don't <laughs> think about when they go back in time you know you've got to bring you got to bring appropriate clothes. Yeah, well, that's kind of hard to figure out. Do you have to go to, you know, kind of vintage shops and dress the part? Uh, It's hard to get like 1700s clothes these days. Yeah, well, that's one of the real, um, you know, the the, the clothing industry is not geared for time. Not yet, no. And this is not yet. And and this is just something that... uh, (laughs) Uh, is, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's a national scandal, but it is not really being talked about. The fact that the yeah. clothing industry does not seem to care that that there are lots of people who need clothing from the 1700s, the 1800s, the 1400s. Yeah. Uh, if, if, how can we be expected to even build these time machines, right, to, to for the scientists to crack the whatever the secret is that's left you know that they have to do before they make a time you know what i mean why how would you if how can i tell some kid who's going to mit you need to study time travel and then the kid says oh yeah but what about costumes nobody's 
What about the clothing <laughs> industry is not making well, exactly. appropriate costumes? It's like, Why should I even go into that? That yeah, let's say, for example, that no one had invented football uniforms and you're a young kid at Notre Dame. Go, okay, son, go out there and have a great <laughs> game going, uh, sir, but there's, I don't know what to wear. What, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I just have my street clothes. I don't have, you know, you wouldn't have football. So what you're saying brilliantly, Tommy, is the clothes come first. You got to have the costume. The That's why there isn't time machines yet, because what's the point? <laughs> okay, it's ready. Yeah, I know, but I have nothing to wear. You, yeah, you can't right, go exactly. anyway. So. You can't. <laughs> so first, let's get the clothing yeah, situation. And that's not that hard to do. I've got the yeah. whole seating and, and comfort factor figured out, yeah. right? Uh, so that, that part we've got, and the cup holders and all that stuff. But, but yeah, let's get the appropriate clothing. And then, and then uh, you know, definitely, and again, we always say, you know, first come up with a vaccine, but... Obviously, I mean the people that are working on time machines. Anyway, that's that they're not the no, same no, no. people who would be. No, we're not taking pulling anybody away from the labs at Moderna. Like, yeah. Oh, I think I just about. Uh, can you just help us with this time machine? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just about to really finish the vaccine. Yeah, I know. Just kind of. Does need a little bolt if you could help me? No, we're not doing that. Yeah, no, we're they're no, staying where they are. Never. But really, tell me that's what it's all. Look, what about preparedness? That's what we need more of in this country. So why can't the fashion industry and and they're going through some troubles? This could be the answer to their troubles. Start focusing on what people will wear on their time travel. Cover all the centuries. It doesn't have to be every single thing everyone wears, but you don't want to look like an idiot showing up. You don't you know, want to look like an idiot. Seventeen fifty I mean, wearing you know uh, an Izod shirt. <laughs> Yeah. And not yeah. that it's, I mean, they might swat at you. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. They might. <laughs> but, but the thing, yeah, I mean, all of that stuff, uh, you need to, you need to get dressed appropriately or you need to have the right clothing and, and, and for, for where you're going to wind up. And you should have some clothing in case the time machine. Oh, that's, yeah. That's what you, you need. I'm so glad you put and that luggage. That, that was there. the whole idea yeah. of the, Tom and Sam are stuck series that we did a yeah. while ago. Uh, the time travel that broke down. Oh, that's something. Era, and then you're it's more common than you think stuck. for something that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> uh, because, you know, it sounds great. Okay, July 3rd, 1805. Yeah. Well, it's very easy to wind up, you know, 1808 or. It, it, or, or in this yeah, time yeah. period. I mean, that was, the, that was the, whole, the whole idea of Tom and Sam are stuck is that the time machine, the guy gives his nephew a birthday or a wedding present that they're going to go back in time and they want to go back to the 1970s because it's such a great time to party. Well, all the reasons, yeah. we know why. And it breaks down in this era, right? And they're worried because they need to get back. You know, they, they're not happy about being in this era. And it's interesting, Scotty, if you go online, I think there's still, you can still watch oh. these. It predicts in a weird way, in a, but in a very specific, not a completely specific way, because it, the whole idea is that they got to get out, out of this era before something bad happens. And they hadn't studied history enough to, to remember what the bad thing was. <laughs> well, the bad thing turns out now, because this was done a few yeah. years ago, we didn't know. It. The bad thing turns out to be this, this pandemic. I mean, that would have been the thing that they yeah. were worried about. Isn't that interesting? So it actually predicted something like that you can go oh, online that's, and that's see it fascinating yourself. i didn't 
Uh, but time travel, Scotty, it just came to me. But I think you're, uh, it, it doesn't solve, uh, it's, it's, that's more in the way of an amusing anecdote that is in some ways self-serving. It doesn't solve your problem, Scotty. In a way, I kind of, it, it, I kind of deflect it, I'll be honest with you, because you're raising issues that, you know, we, we just haven't really, we, we just haven't really confronted that, that you know, we, we're, we're dealing with so many things right now, including brownouts and blackouts because of forest fires and poor uh, electrical yep, Yesterday, there was a little dipping and the power went out for three seconds and, and was so, you know, it's, it's uh, three seconds. So, enough, so people you know, are, un- yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're understandably, they're distracted by things that are happening. So they're not thinking, what about what happens when there's going to be, you know, when we have uh, time machines and you're right, Scotty, it's going to be more common than, than you would think that they will break down. Oh, absolutely. So I love your idea. Have plenty of luggage. Also tell me, um, you know, what a timely way to talk about time travel, because, you know, there are people escaping the cities to the suburbs and all that. Well, you know, God forbid there's another pandemic. Wouldn't you like to escape to a different time period and it'll be cheaper then i mean you know the poor maybe you know much cheaper much cheaper and and but you raise a good point scotty it's really important and i think this whole the whole point of this really is is if you do go back in time be sure you don't do something that's going to uh, upset the time space continuum that that's one thing and also just don't be obnoxious don't be don't make it bad so that when people see in in 1743 they go oh here comes some more people from 2020 <laughs> like you don't give us no, absolutely especially if you happen to be one of the first ones over really then it's really important you know maybe you know after a few years one bad goon you know he maybe won't ruin it for everyone but in the beginning be very always respectful don't go do you guys have cable you know don't say that i mean that <laughs> they hate that too because they know it's coming and and, and you know Yes, yeah. and they and, be very like and, we are. Go, it's so amazing. Like, didn't you just have the? Yes. I don't know the Magna Carta or Louisiana Purchase, whatever time period it is, or or something. Find something that just happened then and really rave about it. Yeah, I mean that's the nicest. And rave yeah. about it. Compliment the yeah. time period. Is this is something? The first thing you should do, and and you're you're so right, Scotty. You you never make, can make a a, a second first yeah. impression, right? And and when you get out of your time machine and hopefully you will be comfortable, hopefully you won't complain about yeah. the ride and you'll say, wow, this is Scotty. You're so right. Think of something pleasant to say about this era, like, you know, some like, hey, hey, this is a great, great year. I, I, I think this is where you you invent the fork, isn't it? Something <laughs> and they like go, that. we don't need well, I don't know what that is. That way you jump the gun a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And so you now you've started a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Whatever well, it is they invented, Eli you, Whitney, the Cottinger, whenever year that was, if it's that year ago, yeah. could you? Be, I can't believe it. Don't go. Yeah, well, we progressed much from that. No, don't be the New Yorker coming in to a small town. That kind of attitude, like, no, be very. Uh, we appreciate everything. Yeah, don't be patronizing. No, no. and they know That's we're from saying. the future. Right. And oh, what a nice little horse yeah. car. Uh, I bet. I bet it goes three miles an hour. Oh, yeah, we're nice. For, yeah, no, don't, don't do, do that. that. And because they, they like already that. are a little sheepish, like, oh, you guys are from the future. You're gonna think we're just so silly. No, don't <laughs> right. go. We love it. We like silliness. We like simplicity. Yeah, go beyond the. Oh my God, it's the air is so clean. Yeah, There's exactly. No Play up all the good things. Like you know how many times I wished I was back in 1728. <laughs> so many times, 
and now I am. And so make them feel great. Give them a yeah. small head, whatever. Right. This is my dream to come back to 1433. Yeah. You know, most people come back to 1492. They want to meet Columbus. I wanted to go, or I want to meet young Columbus, you know. <laughs> yeah, like yeah I don't need the famous Columbus. I like the guy starting out. Right. You know. And that's it. Yeah, no, and, and, and again, don't try to change no. everything. You're gonna you you know uh, you're gonna see some terrible health practices, and you want to change them, but that could upset the time. Yeah, that's the worst continuum. thing you can do, so, and they don't like it either. Like you're meddling, and and you know you might. No, they don't like it. They, you're meddling, and and you and and it, again, it seems patronizing. Yeah, I, right. right. We have. Oh, yeah, you we can't. have vaccines now. You know, don't. Yeah, it's not helpful. Right. Oh, your leeches are yeah, no good. Yeah. No. You no. Know. And go. How do these? They I would like say, that. how do these work? The leeches, and and then hopefully <laughs> and be very attractive young. Uh, and you'd let them try it on you, and we wouldn't like it, but you'd. Let I guess you'd have to just, to, just to, sure, and go. Oh wow, I, f- I feel. It would be like uh, Johnny Carson, you know, with when he'd have the Joan Embry from the San Diego Zoo, and you know, oh okay, put the monkey on my shoulder and a little, you know, stiffly or whatever it is. You you will you your sport your game for whatever they want you to do. Well, Tommy, yeah. I feel like we uh, went back to all these various time periods. We certainly did 1976. Well, we Chicago did. We certainly did. 1974 we, Chicago yeah. and way, way back. And that's what we pretty much do on every uh, podcast every single day. We're in and out of different time zones. And uh, we hope that we're glad you take the journey with us every single day. And uh, on this day, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm Tom Saunders. We're getting through this. <laughs>